Hello, everyone. This is Craig from Beyond the Mouse. And before we get right into our feed-only episode of Pollyanna, I had a couple of things that I wanted to update you on from not only Beyond the Mouse, but also from the Front Row Network in general. The first of those things is that you can join us Oscar Sunday at the Hoagland Center for the Arts in Springfield, Illinois. And we are having a big, bad Oscar party. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give out some prizes. We're going to watch the telecast. We'll have it streaming into the Theater 3 area of the Hoagland Center for the Arts, and we can't wait to see you there. Uh, Tickets for this are $10, and you can purchase those by going to hcfta.org or by calling 217-523-ARTS. And uh, make sure to get those tickets before Oscar Sunday coming up here on February 24th. The second thing I wanted to mention to you, because it ties really well into the Oscars, is that there was an episode of an Oscar spotlight revisiting the film Black Panther that just dropped on the Front Row Network feed. And when you listen to that episode, it might seem odd if you're jumping over to that feed because I introduced it as a Beyond the Mouse episode. The reason why we decided to not put it into this particular feed is because uh, there was just a brief moment in the conversation where the uh, topic went a bit explicit. I think for a really good reason, but we decided we wanted to make sure that this feed stays as family-friendly as possible. But I'd still really encourage you that if you're someone that listens to uh, our Beyond the Mouse show and you really enjoy that, then go over and listen to Jeremy, myself, and then Professor Tiffany Saunders talk about Black Panther and its Oscar prospects, but also just diving more deeper into the cultural developments around the film and why it's meant so much to so many people. And then finally, I wanted to just give a shout out to a new podcast that I'm listening to because I've really enjoyed their take, particularly on Pixar movies. This is the Natural Selection Podcast. They started late last year, and what they're doing is every season they're going to pick a new topic and try to scientifically prove what is the best of the best of that topic. And this first season, they're doing Pixar movies. So they are going through systematically looking at every single Pixar movie from Toy Story on up to Toy Story 4's release here in June and trying to break down exactly what makes the best Pixar movie, and then they're going to also have a vote by their fans of their podcast to be able to listen to those. And so, wanted to give them a shout out just because they are really doing a great job of diving very deep into Pixar movies. And because you like this podcast, you may really enjoy their show as well. So, go check out Natural Selection. Outside of that, I'm just excited that you're here, and I am so glad that you're here. And believe me, That joke is going to get old at some point during this podcast, but thank you so much for subscribing to our feed. Make sure to continue to like and support our content that comes out on our Facebook page, and also give us a review on iTunes as well. Let some people know about uh, that we're out there and that they should be listening to Beyond the Mouse too. But I will now turn it over to myself and get you right into Pollyanna. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, 
everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, part of the Front Row Network, and we focus on all things Disney. And I know that, in particular, one of our co-hosts is so excited for this particular episode. Hmm. Uh, and not to bury the lead, but we're talking Pollyanna. You probably saw that uh, from the title. But my name is Craig. I'm one of the co-hosts. Along with me, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Well, it's good. a good day. It's Pollyanna. Are you glad I'm that you're glad. here? I am so glad I'm here. I am super glad that I'm here, and I'm glad that I'm with mm-hmm. Vanessa Ferguson. How are yes, you? thank you. I'm good, and I'm here to let you all know that the show is sponsored today by Glad. Don't get mad. <laughs> get glad. <laughs> we'll be taking that check anytime. <laughs> Ooh. Do you use, you uh, do you, everybody use Glad or Hefty here? Are you? I'm more of a whatever's cheapest. Whatever's person, cheapest. So, yeah. Um, I think, like, not that we're, you know, wandering off topic at all. <laughs> um, anyway. And joining us uh, for the second time on this particular podcast, Yay. because she was also on the Aladdin episode as well. Uh, but we are talking to Nicole Seaback. Hi. And Nicole, actually, this kind of stems back. Is was it the Aladdin episode when it was established that I need to watch Pollyanna? Yes. yes. Okay, and that's why. Uh, so that's why. Which was a challenge in itself. But go ahead. It was. It was. I am terrible at. It's almost like when someone assigns me a book in high school, and I know I should read it, but. Then it's like turns into a job to get to watch something or get to read something. Yes, I saw Zootopia. (laughs) (laughs) It is so funny because Brett and I have such different views on movies. It's it's incredible. Um, But I did finally watch Pollyanna, and I am excited to get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, and I hadn't seen it either. And I specifically watched it quickly so that I wouldn't endure the wrath that we've received or you've received, Craig, from Brett and Nicole for not having watched this film in a timely fashion. So, (laughs) but now that we've seen it, I think these guys are kind of nuts. <laughs> I, I will Beautiful. say that you said you said you watched it quickly, and I don't know if there's anything quick about this no. particular film, but uh, <laughs> but it is a it, it's a marvel. I, I like I like that it's uh, a cool character piece to that Disney live action. And having just finally finished, this is breaking news for Brett, finishing the Neil Gabler book, wow. I got to the point where they were talking about Pollyanna and. Uh, how much uh, Walt really wanted that film to happen. And so that helped me appreciate it a little bit more. And you see some of the ways that this film inspired different places, particularly Main Street and the mm-hmm. parks and things. So I completely understand uh, where that you know level of excitement is for this film. But Brett, why don't you start us off talking about sort of your first impressions of the film? We would encourage you to go ahead and go out and watch the film if you haven't. But I don't know that, you know, when you're start talking about a, a movie that's over 50 years old, I don't know that you need to say that there's spoilers involved <laughs> too much in it. But it is something we're definitely going to talk about the film's plot and the characters and things. So, uh encourage you to go and watch the movie and then come back to us. But Brett, what do you think? Why don't you open up the discussion hmm. about Pollyanna. Um, I, I think what I like about the film is basically the philosophy um, behind the film. Um, it sort of coincides with my sort of philosophy, life philosophy, um, and that's and so you know that was the primary reason. I think what I think you know watching it again, again last night, 
um, in preparation for today's podcast, um, I think, you know, and if you're kind of talking from a sort of a film critique or, you know, a more of a media critique, you know, I think um, what Pollyanna does without even really knowing it, she honors her father's memory. And she also is somewhat of an empath is that she can reach people and and give them what they need to make their life better without even really realizing it. And I think that that, um, and, and, and I think the other thing that, which actually, you know, reading about it, that it was sort of, sort of uh, what sort of dampened the box office idea is that the whole notion of the name Pollyanna um, had somewhat um, negative connotations because um, that it was ooey gooey super sweet. In fact, while Disney was quoted that they should have named it, you know, given it a different title. So, because, so anyway, because it is based off the novel, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. people had like this impression in their mind yeah, of what it would be. I, I think you know. I think those people. <clears throat> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm like going, no names, but I did look at. Well, anyway, um, the idea of a Pollyanna is is super good, and I don't think I think there's I think that's you know good at you know good for being good or just you know does not get that there are other you know that not everything is good. I think the idea of the Glad Game is to. Find something, even in even in bad situations. Find something that it, it can always be worse, and that you know if you find Knock something, on wood. yes, find if you can wood. find if you can find something, you know, to uh, be glad about, it makes you feel better. Yeah, That's there's kind of the long, sort of winded philosophy. It's it's modern day gratitude practicing. Which uh, there are so many books about now, and it's amazing to me that because um, I did not think it was ooey gooey sweet personally. I'm just like, oh, like in the first few minutes, I'm like, oh, okay, great, we're practicing gratitude. Yes, okay, let me get out my crystals. Everything's calming. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know, it's very much new age philosophy kind of of uh, today. Um, like if you were to read something like The Secret, it's it's kind of like that mm-hmm. where you have Absolutely. it's not being um, secret is a little self-serving though yes well <laughs> my point though is that it's not I being everything i want yeah. right it's yeah. not naively optimistic it's not naive it, yeah it's it's being um very um it's pragmatic it's pragmatic yes. optimism which again is kind of like my thing yes being very specific <laughs> in your outlook um because it will affect your quality mm-hmm. of life which i very much yeah. like however it was over two hours and almost two hours and 30 minutes. So, and then they, they paralyzed her. <laughs> when, we got that, when, we got, when we got that text, I'm like going, oh. Because the whole time oh, I'm like, oh. okay, we're being grateful. This is great, great, great. Okay. Oh, we're, we're paralyzed? <laughs> okay. All right. That's not how I would treat this character, but all right. But I haven't read the book, so. Well, she has to. Well, she has to go through her experience because otherwise, you know, yeah. And she even had a hard time find, you know, playing the glad game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Until the moment when the down comes, and that's when I usually I lose it. <laughs> sorry, usually I lose it 
um, at the end where you know when they're hang- hanging the sign, you know, uh-huh. you know, a glad town. That's where I usually lose you, it. But you, I you tear up in this. Oh my film? gosh! I, Look, I'm like going. Wow. No, I'm like going. But last night, because I hadn't watched it for a year or two, I try to watch this yearly because it's just an affirmation of my uh, of some of my own personal um, beliefs and thought systems. Um, so you know, so I hadn't watched it in a year and a half, and I guess I really need to again because when when the when the the household help comes you must come there's some you know i lost it i'm just like here it comes oh my gosh you know yeah wow. it was like oh my gosh i completely in a, it was a very sort of positive you know you know experience i'm like going mm-hmm. i definitely had a moment uh that was very much akin to it's a wonderful life you know when they're when george bailey is mm-hmm. going through this ultimate struggle and con- contemplating suicide and all of these different things and then at the end when the whole town comes and props him up mm-hmm. um very much a i think that there's like some parallels here between mm-hmm. bedford falls and um and Pollyanna, because you you know you still have that town that is really kind of uh, embittered in a little bit. I think even in the film synopsis it says it's an embittered town. But then um, this one little girl kind of helps to change that perspective a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it shows that optimism can win out and can really change your demeanor. Uh, and that part of it I really did enjoy. I will say that the length surprised me. Um, <laughs> Same. But, lunch. Yeah, and uh, maybe that, I don't know if maybe it was just because I'm not used to a story necessarily being told in that kind of a length, like this particular kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put Captain America in front of me and I'm okay with two and a half hours. But uh, I don't know. That's my own personal bias, I guess, towards this film. But right. overall, I really appreciated the message of this film. Mm-hmm. I really liked uh, Haley Mills a lot in this film, and I know mm-hmm. we'll talk about her. But my first impressions of it is that I'm I'm really... Glad that I watched this movie. So, Nicole, talk to me about Pollyanna. Yeah, and you said this is one of your so favorite yes. Disney films. Is it your favorite Disney film? I think Disney it is film? my yeah, my favorite uh, Disney film. Well, let's talk about I it. I started watching it when I was very little, and I have watched it. It was, like, on repeat at my grandmother's house. So it's just the history there. A lot of it is that. But I think I really like the characters. There's so many different characters with such personalities, like Mrs. Snow and mm-hmm. the Reverend, who is so, you know. He's hilarious. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and even Pollyanna, like, for my favorite scene in the whole movie is when she's getting her makeover, now that she lives with her rich aunt mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And all the facial expressions she makes, it's just, I think that's, as a little kid, that's what oh, I really yeah. liked. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, she's so animated, this girl. And then, of course, um, I just, yeah, I think that's what I really, as a child, um, related to were those such unique characters. Even um, Jimmy Bean with his little <laughs> hoop. And I think that's yes. about 20 minutes of the movie is the beginning with yes. him with that hoop. So, Well, oh, my gosh. So they started off going towards a train station. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fried green tomatoes. Like, someone's about to die. And I was so scared. <laughs> and then it turned out okay. But I had no clue what this film was going to be about. And then it super didn't turn out okay. <laughs> and then it didn't. Yeah. And then everything that I feared came true. I'm really sorry to take us on a tangent. But I just pulled up the full cast on uh, IMDb. And this is Rich. Egan's headshot on IMDb and it's 
crazy. He's stacked. Anyway, in a hat, no shirt. Yeah, he looks like he could be in a Chippendales. So, but no. It's cool that you have that personal connection mm-hmm. with this film. I actually kind of feel that a lot with Apple Dumpling Gang because uh, that's what my babysitter would show all of the time. And so that's how I got to see a lot of these different Disney classics and Davy Crockett. Like all, like live action Disney was like mm-hmm. her jam. And so I'm surprised I never saw this film. But, um, but yeah, I think that that personal connection definitely helps too. Oh, yeah. Funny story is when I was little, I had my, my cousin and I would always go to my grandma's together, and I really, really wanted to watch Pollyanna, like, really, really did. And she's five years younger than me, so I was probably ten, she was probably five. She threw this epic meltdown that we still joke about is because she did not want to watch Pollyanna, and she, like, stomping on the ground, the floor, but in the wow. end, I prevailed. And <laughs> she wanted to watch Pollyanna. Everyone, everyone, Pollyanna. Oh, wow, Full House was really good, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who was right there. <laughs> And all of them have a uh, moral message throughout That's them. true. That's right. Um, and at the end, everybody seems to be hugging. You know? true, so I guess yeah. there's a lot of parallels there, too. Maybe yeah. Full House is playing the glad game. Um, but let's start to talk a little bit more about some of the actors and their portrayals and uh, how that kind of interwoven into the plot. And I think that it's important to start with Haley Mills because this would be the first of six films that she did for the Walt Disney Studios. And, of course, the one I know her from the most is Parent Trap, the original mm-hmm. Parent Trap. Um, but it's it was kind of a get when they when they brought over Haley Mills to Walt Disney. And uh, ultimately, she ended up leaving that contract because her parents thought that the films weren't edgy enough uh, and they wanted her to go into a different direction. Mm -hmm. Um, They thought that Disney was kind of going too sugar and sweet, uh, which I think is a really great discussion to have and I want to have that at some point in this discussion. whether or not this movie came too late uh, in the filming, and that's maybe why um, the society as a whole had changed as far as you know what their thought was on these optimistic films. But let's talk about Haley Mills first. I just find that so funny because it's like yes, because we all remember Haley Mills for her wonderful portrayal in Basic Instinct. <laughs> is, that, is that the kind of edginess you were looking for? I'm just joking. She didn't star in that. But what were they going? For? What were they hoping for? I don't know. You know, I think it just, uh, Disney, uh, in this again, comes a lot from that Neil Gabler book, which, you know, he researched it other sources, and Brett can help fill me in on this too, but my understanding was that Disney in the late 50s, early 60s, a lot of people had started to turn more into some of those um, more edgy or classic Hollywood pieces that we think about today, uh, particularly that came about in the late 60s, early 70s, um, but... You know, Disney kind of maintained this thought that there should be, there is a place for family-friendly entertainment and that you don't need to have, uh, you know, any kind of graphic images and profanity in your films to make them uh, a good story. And that, you know, Haley Mills' parents kind of saw the way of the industry. (laughs) They were like, no, we want her swearing swearing like a sailor. Yeah. We want her nude. Exactly. This is um, how we're going to make the money. Well, you want to be a star, don't you, kid? I think that that's what kind of went into it is that they didn't want her to be pigeonholed as this, you know, the, uh, this what she family became. friendly, family friendly actress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they were hoping for more longevity after the Disney years. Right. All right, fine. 
you know, this is because yeah, that happened. This just what? popped into my head. But is it is it a parallel track to Miley Cyrus a little bit? Oh, a lot of Disney people. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, very true. Yes. It's like, and and even at the time, you know, I mean, if Annette didn't have her beach movies, you know, mm-hmm. where would she have been? That's true. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me a little bit about Haley Mills as Pollyanna. Brett, what are some of the things that you enjoyed about the performance? Um, well, let's see. I think um, having the, I don't know which edition of the DVD, but it had um, extras, the bonuses. And it was interesting to watch, you know, as a person who likes the behind the scenes as well, you know, you, you kind of take the first time you watch it, you watch it at a certain level. And then when you watch behind the scenes, you kind of go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, the first scene that she filmed was the reverend scene. Um, out in the on the field, and her dad apparently, you know, she wasn't really doing a great job, at least in her father's estimation, and um, maybe I don't know. And and then so um, as the day went on, because I guess there were multiple multiple takes um, when she came back from lunch. I guess you know, um, you know, she had she. I guess she was had uh, she was a little bit more herself. Well, it's the first day of filming. My gosh, that's an awful lot to ask for. You know. A, preteen or early teen but anyway when you watch the film because carl malden um got sunburned serious sunburn during that day i'm like like they didn't have sunscreen in you know 1959 60 anyway um but now when you watch it you go uh-huh redder 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 so but anyway that's not really about um Haley mills but i think it was she's such a natural actress in this instance and she's not Syrupy, and she doesn't, you know, she isn't, she's being very true to herself, you know, or very, you know, mm-hmm. true to her father's memory and, you know, who she is, is that she's just, you know, because the people, when, when people are negative, you know, when, um, when Mrs. Snow is, you know, is looking at, you know, purchasing her coffin, she is, I, she's like, she's angry. Stupid. And she's I'm like, angry. Yeah. oh girl, you get right in that coffin. I'm like, I don't going, care about you. Yeah. I thought she was really mean. No. Mrs. Snow. Yeah, right? Mrs. Snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she just. But she turned be, around, she but. Just, yeah. I'm like going. She, I mean, she flat out called There were lessons. Stupid, right? Yeah. We've all been in a situation, though, where one person's demeanor can really start to change the tide and change the group. Because we've mm-hmm. all been in those really terrible situations where, it, like, regardless of what's going on, it looks really easy to be glum and down. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the person has to be a cheerleader. They don't have to be like, rah, rah, we're going to do this. But just their um, optimistic outlook uh, and the way that they present that, even if it's subtle, helps to kind of start to turn the tide on something. And and I totally agree with you. It's not like this character is overly like, it's no, we need to, you know, like, oh, and she well, mentions you know, the part about the glad game, but outside know? of that, it's not like she's constantly like, she's not no, Nicole, Temple. you need to be happier. You know, <laughs> she's not, right. You know. The sun is shining. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no, there's no voice characterization. Right. There's no, you know, she's just honestly, honestly, you know, well, she's a pragmatic optimist, you know. Yeah. I'm like going, she whether she realizes or not, she's just you know, you know, wouldn't, isn't it better, you know, yeah. to find things that you're happy about? Well, things. I thought it was really interesting in the first because I, I had no idea what this movie was about. So the first thing I noticed is they're kind of mean to her, but mm-hmm. just like rude, but not like really right. intentionally. Yeah. 
maliciously mean. They're just rude. And then, like, you introduce the character of Aunt Polly, and I'm like, oh, is this going to be, like, the mean aunt who traps you in the attic? And she's not. Everyone is... Like you said, they're just a little bitter. They're a little negative, a little distant, a little little rude. They're not bad people. And what I what I really like about Haley Mills' character is that, um, and I think we all could take a lesson from this: is that uh, don't allow what others people don't let other people's negativity affect affect your outlook. And I think that's so important because sometimes we get so weighed down by oh, someone was really rude to me and I just can't get over it and they're really rude and, and she doesn't... No, she's like, um, I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she just seems like, like so unaffected. And, and if you, if any of you go and spend lots of money in therapy, as, you know, some, some people do, uh, that's one of the things they'll tell you is you can't let other people uh, affect um, your yourself and how you're feeling. And I love that she's just kind of like, eh, all right, if you want to be... Rude. Yeah. Just be rude. It's not going to change how I think. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could talk about another character, I spent a good portion of this film trying to figure out how Diane Lane was cast as Aunt Polly. <laughs> and I was like, no, who is that? No. And then I'm like looking at Jane Wyman. I'm like, oh, I, I've, I've seen her in another film. I've seen her. I know I've seen her. And then it finally hit me that... She has a striking resemblance to Diane Lane under the Tuscan sun, Diane Lane. <laughs> Did anyone else not see that? I could see it. I could see it. Kind of see that. I mean, mm-hmm. significant time was spent comparing their images <laughs> while this film was going on. Yeah, during, I was freaking during the two hours out. And you had seven minutes. You had a lot of, lot of time. To I had that. a lot of time. <laughs> Well, and before, I, I do want to move on to Aunt Polly, but did you have anything about Haley Mills in particular? I mean, she is the crux of this movie, mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure if you had a... Well, I think I, a lot has been said. Her subtle happiness, her subtle optimism, is it's not overly pushy. And like I said before, just I think that her facial expressions are really what I think makes her character. I just loved them. Like, that's my favorite part. Is, yeah. Like her tongue sticking out and... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about Aunt Polly uh, and some of the other characters, too. I mean, you can kind of start to, to morph in some of the other characters in the town, but Aunt Polly is seen as the negative image, right? So mm-hmm. the one that is the most embittered of the embittered town, I guess, um, in a way. She's doing her, she's just, you know, she has a, uh, a family name to uh, sustain and, you know, certain qualities and certain things, expectations that she probably grew up with, you know, so there's probably, you know, things that she wanted to do as a child that she could not do because, you know, she was, so she's just kind of mirroring that, uh, you know, being thrown into being, you know, a parent figure, um, you know, she's just, you know, doing the best she can with her, from her experience. So I guess it was her sister mm-hmm. that was, yeah. You know, so so she probably, you know, if her sister took, if so, if you know this, so if this brother-in-law took her sister, you know, away from her, so there's going to be, you know, some maybe some, you know, some ang- anxious feelings or anger anger about that, you know. So so again, these are all, you know, stuff that we don't know that perhaps, um, you know, Jane Wyman thought of, you know. But um, yeah, she's just I, she's the she's the piece's villain, but she's not. 
She's a, a, she's a person not a dealing. Villain. She's not exactly. a villain. She's not a classic villain because you know she she has her journey as well. Yeah, no mustache, kind of no mustache twirling here. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like uh, definitely a, a deeper character than just your standard run of right. mill villain. Well, yeah. I, I did enjoy that a lot about this movie. And it was interesting to see, you know, how she when she's you know talking with you know the doctor, her former. Uh, Bo, I guess, you know, if that was the term they would have used, you know, that, how she, <laughs> how she, you know, how she, you know, how she turns, you know, how you know, she you know, starts with a polite conversation and then she moves it into, um, I'm not going to deal with this now. Uh, you must go. Thank you. So anyway, mm-hmm. talk to me about Aunt Polly. Aunt Polly. Well, <laughs> hater. So, was mom's, by, by the way, was mom's name Anna? Because <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I was thrown right? off. Oh, the whole movie. I was like, Polly, Pollyanna. Like it just. I don't know. Pick a different mm-hmm. name. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't understand that part either. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I remember her as a kid. Like I'm. Everything's a kid. That's like, okay. Yeah. Um. But I remember not liking her as a oh, as I a should, child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, like when you know she's kind of faced her. She's trying to be glad, part of that glad game. Um, I still was like, Meh, Aunt Polly. So that's how I still feel. Like even when she was like, mm-hmm. when they were trying on the clothes, she would just sit there and with her hand be like, no, no. It's just. I so liked her early on though when uh, she had a town meeting in her home and she had it catered. And I was <laughs> like, that's my kind of gal right there. <laughs> hey guys, come down for sandwiches. You know, let's and, chat. And sherbet. <laughs> yes, yeah, right? You know. And her like, control dang. over the church though, that was kind of just like, you know, that was a little, well, that, yeah. She, yeah. She was talking about her father. So she just, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. she probably had a very, very strong father figure. That was, you know, you know. So she was just carrying on the family name. So there was a lot of pressure for that. Not that I'm making excuses for bad <laughs> behavior, even though I am. I would say if, as a child, you disliked her, and that's continued on into adulthood, then she did a good job. Yeah, she did role. a great job. Yeah, um, because good I think point. that there is a turn towards the end of the movie. Sure, but at the same time, like throughout the film, there are moments. there are moments that you're just kind of like. You know, when she's looking in, you know, she's looking in the mirror, you know, and she pulls her hair down and all this. You oh, know, yes. there's, like, there's moments where you kind of go, there's more here. She's yeah. not twirling her proverbial mustache. Yes. She should let her go. And so relatable, and she's <laughs> upset, but she just doesn't act that way until she gets into her own private right. space. Mm-hmm. And then let's, I'm like, yes, how many of us have cried in our you know. cars? Yes, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Polly. Keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. Make it, okay, make it in. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So that was, well, uh, can we, oh, are there any other characters we're moving on to? Oh, I, I need to bring up one. Okay. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Old lady playing drums. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is. She has found the secret to life. My entire goal in life is to be this woman. Her little shoulders as she plays and she's wearing diamonds. Oh, my God. I love her so much. You want the prequel side story. To this character, don't you? Yes, I do. And you want it to be right. two and a half hours. <laughs> Make it five. I can watch that lady play the Ever. just a solid five hours of her playing the drums. Drums? Well, she even Love has her. a drum solo. She does. 
drums. She has a like drum solo. A Victorian lady playing drums. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? Yeah. Well, my person I want to call out is uh, Carl Malden uh, as the Reverend mm-hmm. because his he does fiery um, Reverend better than just about anybody on film that I've ever watched because his sermon at the beginning, like the first time he's introduced, is ridiculous. It is so <laughs> over the top, and so because and I, I like that it, it is over the top and it's acted that way because uh, these fire and brimstone reverends that you know uh, having kind of come to Catholicism later in life I I never experienced that in any of my and I know that there are still some denominations and I don't mean to make light of it but I think it's nice to paint that caricature because then it shows the shift later when after communicating with Pollyanna and talking to her he kind of settles down a lot, um, and I really enjoyed uh, his acting in particularly that first church scene because I'm just like, what am I watching? You know? and again, I, I really comes don't. unexpectedly. Uh, if first, if you are in a denomination where that is a thing, I don't mean to make light of your religion at all, uh, but I I found it to be quite uh, sour stomach, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, is also. Anybody oh. that you want to call out? Well, sure, of course, Mrs. Snow. Yes. yes. Mrs. Snowhead. You know, I mean... Probably the climax of the movie, would you say? Or, or close to... Well, obviously no. the climax comes towards the well, end. when but. she's... You know, when they're, you know, when they're doing the fishing for toys. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she hears the story that, you know, that... You know, that was the beginning of the glad game. Uh-huh. You know, it was, you yeah. know that she wanted a doll, but she got crutches, and mm-hmm. she was glad that she didn't need the the crutches, mm-hmm. but she really wanted a doll. And then, you know, so that moment you go, oh, heart so melting, good. heart melting. Oh, that one. And it's that doll that leads her to be paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to keep so it in Never get what you want <laughs> because things will. Yeah. So it's everyone's fault that she's paralyzed. No. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Any particular other characters you wanted? to bring up and it could be one of the three that we've brought up i think mrs snow is my favorite mm-hmm. and and she's gorgeous you know and looking at coffins yeah oh, just, yeah i just love her <laughs> <laughs> see that isn't that funny like as a child i ooh, aunt polly but i love mrs snow yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah i think we all know someone who's Who's kind of like that? Snow, like yeah, a complainer, but mm-hmm. means really mm-hmm. well, and uh, maybe just a touch of the flair for the drama. Yes, but just a touch. Yeah, just, just a, a touch. touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it just you know when she has her quilt and um, mm-hmm. when she when she goes to the the what is um, what did they call it? Sorry, the bazaar. Yeah, yeah. It was just that was just such a moment. Yeah, you know, it's sweet. Well, that's and just, she eats again, the cake. Did you notice that? Well, sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm like. That, she must really like this kid because you know, I would never eat a food after a child <laughs> as eating it unless it, it was someone I really liked. Well, it was like you know, well she didn't. Yeah. Well, that, that was just. I feel you like know. I'm becoming Mrs. Snow. <laughs> I worry about that. <laughs> I worry about that. I'm worried. I just you know because that's the, really the first real transfer, big transformation mm-hmm. we see. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know. And the Adolf Manju 
you know, character. He's just curmudgeon-y, you know, uh-huh. and he was legitimately, as an adult person... Was that the guy with the house? Yeah. He was okay. legitimately concerned okay. that, you know, that he was going to get sued, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was, mm-hmm. you know... And that then, was a weird scene for me, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about things that didn't work for us. <laughs> well, and that, I think that it's a, it's okay, a smart, gonna... smart time to move into things that didn't work for us uh, with this film, because then we've got to move on to uh, a bit of a wrap-up as well, so... Okay. Um, Vanessa, we'll start with you. What didn't work? Okay. I understand this is the 1960s and things haven't happened in the world that are so horrible yet. But uh, that whole scene, I'm on edge when he pulls the child into his living room and is like trying to like <laughs> grab him. I'm like, oh my God, he's about to get arrested. Like this, this is not okay. You cannot <laughs> take a child into your house and not let him go. And then like Pollyanna coming in, I'm like, girl, you better run. Like you're going to get abducted. Go, girl. Get out of okay. that. I'm glad he yeah. turned out to not be weird, but I had never seen okay. this movie before, Brett, and I had no idea what was about to and happen. It, and the movie is about the turn, little, you know, yeah, after, little the after the turn, turn of, of the, the century. century okay, okay. Where things maybe happened, but they didn't make movies about it. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying, I was on edge. I did not know what to expect. Yes. Okay. I can understand That's that understand. your yeah. modern well, yeah. sensibilities well, I know. may yeah, have. It is yeah. weird. It is yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. When you watch, and we did, and we we had that discussion during Aladdin too. We go, ooh, ooh, ooh. Things to just go Thanks. that aren't a problem. Now you kind of go, oh, ooh. that makes me yeah. comfortable. Or oh my gosh, cringeworthy moments. Uh-huh. You know, but yeah, but, but I think that's just the way. Are we? We're just. Uh, are we just as a society extremely sensitive? To oh, I am things, you know? very much overly cautious. You, know? you all know the little elephant in Tarzan that it says this water sanitary looks questionable to me. That is my <laughs> life motto. That's what I live by. So yes, I am, yes, we're absolutely right. And I'm very glad that the the boy and and him, you know, he ends up adopting him. It's very very sweet toward the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, right before they paralyze. <laughs> I um, I would say that going back to the length of the film, uh, it's that would be my biggest gripe about the movie. However, I don't know that there are a lot of scenes or because really, truly, much like any film, I guess it's it's a lot of little caricatures and uh, almost sketches that combine to tell the full story, right? And I don't know if there's any little part of that that I would have completely cut out of the movie. Um, I just... I, had this movie been two hours long, I think I would have probably enjoyed it that much more, but it's not as though I turned it off or I didn't enjoy it. It's just after a long day at work and <laughs> then uh, a long night of um, child watching and you put on this movie, uh, it, it it can be... a bit long. Mm-hmm. Period. No. <laughs> Nicole goes, no. No, you are incorrect. Um, but let's say uh, the Pollyanna's in the room. Brett and Nicole. Uh, Nicole, what is there any part of this movie that you weren't particularly a fan of? Yes. It's their costumes when they're singing American People. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have that same outfit in my closet, and I brought one for each of you. Oh, oh thanks, guys. Yeah. I think that's the only. That's a little weird. Yeah, I just love all. I, I love 
what everyone wears. I love all oh, the costumes. The costumes. Oh, the, well, the that's very costumes. cool. Yes, mm-hmm. Walter Plunkett. Uh, and you might have, you, you're very familiar with um, his work because of, oh, those little films called Gone with the Wind, Singing in the Rain. Oh, How the West Was Won. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, yeah. Million, well, anyway. Showboat, Summer Stock, Little Women. I and, love that. And my very favorite film of his, honestly, um, Hips, Hips, Hooray, from 1934. He is uncredited, but here in his IMDb, he finally got his credit. Wow. Uh, you know, not, <laughs> not enough film they, they podcasts went right over him. focus <laughs> on Walter Plunkett. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad we that are. we're giving him his, his due. due. Thank you. We should reach out Very to his estate and yes. see. Hashtag Walter Plunkett Designs. That'll be our new t-shirt. Yes. Walt Plunk. Yes. Yeah. Well, look at those sure. films. Oh, my gosh. They're no, all they are beautiful. they are wonderful. I mean, you know. And we know that costumes can make a film. I mean, you know, that they're, they're such an intricate and, and important part. And I loved the it's set design. Yes. I oh, loved sure. the... Because it did, like, it made me feel like walking down Main Street, yes. USA. And yes. I really enjoyed well, that. Loved well, it's time. You know, loved, he, loved, loved it. He... Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, looking back on it, it's good that we had some of these family-friendly films and that we had some of these live-action films because, uh, you know... We didn't need all to hear, uh, to just continue to hear about, like, things that were going on. After the Second World War, we went straight into Korea, and then this is right before Vietnam. And it's like, you know what? In all of that, we did need some, like, American icon like Walt Disney that would allow us to still have some of that uh, family-friendly entertainment. And, and, you know, um, so I, I like that these types of films were happening particularly during this time in American history. Um, but Brett, did you have anything that you would have changed about the film or? Hmm. Well, pack a lunch. Yes. <laughs> Am I going? So no, I don't think so. I think that, you know, you just have to, you kind of get a lot of films there are, and this is one of them. You kind of have to get into the groove. Mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. some films like of the 19, you know, thirties, everyone talks at a really, really, really fast rate. Yeah. And you kind of have to, you, it takes you a little bit to live and start living in that world. And then you're, you know, I'm thinking particularly of the women, but anyway, cause it's all, you know, ratatas. Yeah. It's like this ratatat sort of. Uh, dialogue, but this one creates this very, you know, elegant, I guess, elegant t- t- tempo for the film. It's you know kind of long, but uh, but yeah, I think you just kind of have to get into it and just live in that world. The really thing, you know, the thing that about any film for me, if it takes me away, I know that I. I've, I've enjoyed it because it's taken me out of my world and into the world of this film. And this did. It did last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that that's a, a perfect wrap-up to the film, right? That's that's a, a wonderful way to uh, leave off on Pollyanna and then um, be able to go about our day and be so glad about so this glad. conversation. Aww. So hashtag so glad. Uh, so hashtag Aww. Walter Plunkett. <laughs> hashtag. And what did you director say? David Swiss. We have some very exciting things coming up, not only for this podcast, but also for the Front Row Network in general. Uh, it was announced on our live QA that these two are jet setting over to Anaheim. Very we're going to Disneyland. Disneyland. That's what we're 
doing after the Super Bowl? There was yeah. like, there was, so when they told me this, because I know you were watching live, right? Uh, Nicole was on the feed. Uh, yeah. And there was like a split second where when they said we're going to Disneyland, I was like, wait, I'm going with them? <laughs> and then they go, without Craig. No. And it crushed my spirit. Oh, yeah. It destroyed my spirit. No, I'm anyway. sorry, Craig. Anyway, it's totally fine. Uh, but what I'm looking but you forward to... you have a trip so... Yeah, you have yeah a I just... I'm really... Do it before you went. <laughs> she really wanted that live I'm experience. So just want to let you know. I'm like going, certainly not, not a vindictive bone in that woman's body. <laughs> No, this was perfect. Uh, We are really excited to hear all about their trip, and they'll have a full-blown trip report uh, when they get back. And I am really excited to hear all about it and uh, to help with the planning for Disneyland. And we've talked about really focusing and highlighting Disneyland, particularly this upcoming summer, as kind of a summer series, much like we did with Walt Disney World last year. And I think this is a perfect research opportunity for the both of them. It's only fair. We're doing it for you guys. It's not for us at all. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited because I'm going to be seeing it. Well, anytime you show any park to someone for the first time, you know, you're seeing it through their eyes, and so you know, I'm just this Sweet. jaded Disneyland visitor. These lies, visitor, these you lies know, in I my head. They see it through these I'm eyes. Going, you know, <laughs> and so you know, we so very much looking forward to you know capturing that with mental pictures and words that I'll be able to you know tell everyone she was so cute when she saw the such and such you know I'm so excited about that I truly have no idea uh, this particular episode if it's going to end up on our front row network feed on the just the beyond the mouse feed but I will say that we are doing feed only episodes um, so make sure that you're subscribing to both because you can still continue to get the front row network content but additionally we're going to be doing even more bonus episodes on that feed so maybe even more than two episodes per month foreshadowing uh, for the future. But uh, And we want to hear from you what kinds of episodes you really enjoy and what you'd like to hear more of. But in addition to our... Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Is that like another four-hour long film? In addition to the the Disneyland stuff and to the feed stuff, wanted to mention that coming up on February 24th here at the Hoagland Center for the Arts, uh, the Front Row Network is hosting an Oscar party, and it's going to be really fun. So we've got some different contests in mind. Uh, We get to watch the Oscars together. First, they weren't going to have a host. They're not going to have any musical numbers. I thought, are they going to have like a 30-minute telecast here? But now they've added the musical numbers back in. Still no host announced, so let us host you for the Oscars. Uh, We're very excited uh, for that to come up and just to talk film with all of you. And I know that literally Brandon just messaged me, uh, and he's excited because he's basically our film historian. Well, you are more of like our Disney historian too, which is cool. Okay, so sure. we'll have uh, we'll have both of you uh, maybe battle it out or something, Ooh. fight each other oh. to the you death. Take it on to the death. <laughs> because no, that would be what we do. Too. The two yes. nicest no. people on our podcast <laughs> by far are Brett and Brandon. <laughs> anyway, why uh, Pollyanna? Thank you. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode on Pollyanna. Of course, continue to like and subscribe. Join us on our Facebook page. 
post all about your Disney trips. Give us these questions for upcoming Q&As and for up, upcoming episodes. Thank you so much to Nicole for being with us again. Hey, yes. really, really, really the movie. enjoyed Thank this. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Glad to have another Pollyanna person in yeah. my corner. That is right. This will that probably be right. the only podcast ever done on Pollyanna. <laughs> ever. I don't know. I'll have to go back and search. And see. Uh, we might have some really hardcore Haley Mills fans uh, following us now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Well, I have to reach out. Everyone, I hope you have a wonderful and glad day. But for Beyond the Mouse and the Front Row Network, I am Craig. I'm Brett. I'm Vanessa. I'm Nicole. And we will see you real soon in the front row. <laughs> <laughs>